welcome, welcome. This is our very first episode of Stepping Out and In, where three longtime friends, myself, Meg Trite, my BFF, Ange Foster, and our BFF, Ange uh, Ashley Johnson, interview our brave guests about their journeys towards wellness through career-changing paths. So you're going to hear the challenges our guests faced, and we'll pull back the curtain to understand how they created success and their enlightening perspective on how they stepped out of their comfort zone and into a path that aligned with their authentic self. So we want to dive right in because we want to soak up all the time we have with our amazing first guest, Ms. Carolyn Ivers, who thank you so much for being here. Um, Carolyn decided to take a leap to start her own niche life coaching business after working for the man. And she also has her own podcast. Uh, an impressive online portfolio, including some free tools and educational and fun social media presence. You can find her at carolynivers.com. That's K-A-R-I-L-N-I-V-E-R-S.com. And look for her podcast titled My Partner's Addiction. And definitely give her a follow on IG at carolynivers.com. Carolyn, thank you so much for taking some time to talk with Ashley, Ange, and I tonight. Well, thank you for having me. <laughs> and the podcast is called Your Partner's Addiction. Your, okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm super excited. Awesome. Yes. So just to jump right in, um, we just want to um, talk to to you kind of about what the career field was and the job title that you held at the beginning of your career and what job are you in now in the sense of like your overall career path we know you know based on your profile and things like that um you're doing wonderful work but we just we just want to really hear kind of what that path was (laughs) well i've been sort of a creative wanderer (laughs) my whole life and so even just hearing the word career i feel like i've literally just started my career a year ago (laughs) and I'm 34 so out of I got married at 20 so was in college for a while and then was into having my own little small business making like custom baby onesies and then I became a photographer and then I was a newborn photographer and then we moved to New York and I started photographing adults and celebrities for baby magazine covers and stuff, which is like totally random. Um, And then sort of moving all over the country, I, for my husband at the time, his career changes meant us moving all over the place. So we moved another time and I didn't want to restart my photography business because, you know, you got to start all over (laughs) for portrait photography clients. It's not like now where you can just do stuff over Zoom. Right. <laughs> I was like, no, we have yeah. to have actual real life human people <laughs> in, in person. So I kind of just took a break um, and was just living the housewife life, loved it. And then we moved again to where I live now, Portland. And that is when 
the marriage transitioned out <laughs> and got a divorce, which seems like that has been the catalyst for most of us here. <laughs> so that um, was a very quick needed to just get a job like right away I needed to get my own place and have yeah. my own money um, because I didn't like ask for anything in that divorce so I was like broke as a joke after that <laughs> so I was like okay what job can I just go sit and like have someone pay me to just show up every day I needed stability I needed just you know that reliability I just want to come into an office and have someone pay me because that's like a turbulent time in life right I was like I don't want to try the photography thing right now I don't have the emotional capacity to start marketing and all of that so I got a temp job at the front desk of a cybersecurity software company so I kind of feel like that's the beginning of what is now my career, which will make sense later. But okay, <laughs> yeah. This is also a time when I was um, meeting and in a relationship with my partner who struggled with addiction. Okay. So imagine coming out of a marriage, now in a relationship that's very traumatic. Of course, absolutely. <laughs> and like just doing a job that I'm just doing to keep my shit together <laughs> and such a big change for you too it definitely you know from going from that to having you know these careers and moving all over to kind of staying in one space that's that yes. in itself is you know something that you, is very different mm -hmm. so this was like my spiritual life kind of breaking open Okay. And that's why I wanted this job. I was like, I don't care what it is because I'm like <laughs> breaking down after work, like trying to process my emotions while I'm sitting at the front desk and people are asking me how I am. And I'm like, awful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you so, don't want to know that answer. <laughs> no, no, that was just plaster a smile on your face. It's fine. But through that job, I met some of my best friends who I have now. So it was a very healing space for me. And I was at the front desk for maybe a year and then um, another woman in the company was creating her own thing, like a customer success thing in the business. And so she created this community manager role and recruited me from the front desk to go do that. So I went from front desk manager to community manager of all of these really really smart engineer clients <laughs> I was like this is cool I get to be more creative and more flexible like I can actually leave my desk <laughs> if I want to <laughs> yeah so it was like taking one little step towards the more freedom that I wanted eventually um and I was in that for a while meanwhile still on and off with the person who struggles with addiction and i don't know what your listeners know about addiction but it is like anxiety level 12 all the time absolutely <laughs> <laughs> and uh my partner struggled with like hard drugs so it's 
constant worry, constant anxiety, like always distracted from work, sometimes leaving work early to go be with him because he was stressed. And if he was stressed, then he was going to relapse. And it's like trying to manage so much. And so one day he came over and told me that he had relapsed again. And I was like, okay, I gotta do something different. (laughs) I have to do something about my life. Yeah, absolutely. Cause it's like one tumultuous thing to the next having to kind of, yeah. So I was like, I either have to get myself some real professional help because clearly he's not gonna go to rehab or do anything right now. It's just, he wasn't doing it. Wasn't committing to that. Or I have to leave this relationship forever and just walk away. And I was not ready to do that, which sounds bizarre if you've never been in that situation. But when you're in it, it's like this connection, not even connection, but like a rubber band between you and this other person. And like, you can try. You can try to go and you're just going to snap right back. <laughs> Unless one of you or both of you is like really creating transformational change in your life. So that's when I hired a life coach for myself. Uh-huh. I'm searching online and I came across this podcast and this life coach was talking about her program that was different than anything I'd heard because she was talking about not telling the person to leave like everything I went to for support was like oh you should leave you've got to leave you got to get out of there just go and that's so (laughs) frustrating because you love that person that person is important to you (laughs) I mean I could try but man you just when you're in it you just can't do that if you're not there you're not there if you're not ready you're just not ready so it doesn't matter if people tell you to leave maybe you know you should leave but people have to come to these things on their own so this is the person i heard talking about you know we can actually you can actually be a good influence in your partner's life you can transform your relationship without having to leave and i was like yes (laughs) hiring you (laughs) hired (laughs) yes so that did really help me with the relationship but in the process of that one of my sessions, I was like, I don't want to talk about my relationship. Let's talk about my career because I know I don't want to do this forever. I'm a creative person. Like I'm not meant to work for anyone else. (laughs) Just not my thing. So, because I just, I hated going into an office every day and like doing things other people told me. (laughs) Just that's who I am. So she asked me you know like okay what are you good at what do you love to do and we went through the whole thing and at the end she's like you know you might be a good life coach (laughs) and I was like oh you're just saying that because you're a life coach (laughs) but that planted the seed right so I listened to I'm a self like a personal development junkie self-proclaimed So I'm always listening to podcasts and I came across this podcast from a life coach and she's saying stuff I've never heard before. Like the way she's talking about the way that you think about the world and how you have control 
over the way you think, the way you feel, the way you act, and the results that you create for yourself. You're not a victim of your circumstances. Mm-hmm. You can change your life. <laughs> and I was like, okay, wherever she got certified, that's where I'm gonna go. This is happening. I'm gonna be a life coach now. I don't. It just was a thing. And I had no plans at the time to be a coach that works with people in relationships with someone who struggles with addiction. I was like, I don't want to like live in that world all the time because I'm in it right now. So I can't, can't talk about it. Um, But so then I went through the process of getting certified and through that process, by the time I got certified, he and I had broken up and finally after like two years decided to go our separate ways. And I attribute that to me getting a lot of coaching for myself, building my self-confidence. Absolutely. um, Knowing my worth as a human and what I wanted in a relationship and the treatment I expected and learning how to set boundaries. I'd never set boundaries before. (laughs) (laughs) It was blowing my mind. I was like, what? you can tell people how to treat you and then like follow you're like i'm allowed to do that that's a thing (laughs) i had no idea (laughs) so it's like my personal life was the catalyst for my career and i had no idea it was all leading to this but so that's what i do now i'm a life coach certified life coach and i work with people partners of those who struggle with addiction and it's the best job ever and I will always be a life coach like I, it's the calling that you know you think you're searching for this one thing and I'm like yep I found it this is it that's wonderful that you have such passion like you can just see it um when you're speaking it's it's amazing <laughs> <laughs> yeah who would have thought such an awful life experience would create the world's best career (laughs) (laughs) this is how it tends to happen I think absolutely so it sounds like your your beliefs really played a strong role in your career choices Mm. as far as um, you know this is what you know you want to do and this is what you strive for Mm mm-hmm Yeah, I think my love for personal development is what led me to this. And so, yeah, definitely in that way, my beliefs had a role in this. It seems like your personality too. You're a very bubbly person. You're very engaging. And that's, you know, when we think about a life coach, that's what we would hope for. You know, that that's the ideal, (laughs) obviously. so it really seems like your your just your personality and just your lifestyle of wanting to not have to work for someone all the time really does seem to inform how you do your work day to day. You know what's interesting about that is I have not always been this like bubbly excited person you see before <laughs> you. Like I was the ultimate introvert. No. I did not want to speak on camera complete fear of public speaking, um, not charismatic at all. <laughs> so me like getting coached, learning how to go from like a shut down, codependent, silent person 
to this uh, was, I mean, it's, it's incredible. People who know me now would not have recognized me five years ago, I don't think. I mean, the essence of me has always been there, of course, and one-on-one with friends. I guess I've always been like this, but <laughs> not out there in the world. But you know what I've learned about myself is, I don't know if you guys know anything about human design, but I see one now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> But um, I have a friend who's like totally into all this stuff. And so I started learning about my human design. And if anyone listening knows anything about that, I'm a manifesting generator. And I have a one, three profile. And basically what that means is it is my life's work to try a bunch of stuff and get as much life experience as I can and then come tell the world what I've learned and like what worked and what didn't. (laughs) And I am all about investigating everything. Like when I get curious about something, I I deep dive into it. So hence the becoming a life coach. (laughs) Yeah, that's not usually typical, so that's wonderful. Yeah, so this is part of my design, like this part of my personality of like having the marriage that I did, having the relationship with someone who struggled with addiction, having the transformation from codependent person to independent, um, interdependent person in a relationship and confidence, set, set boundaries, like that is part of my natural human design. And that lends itself very well to being a life coach and saying, hey, I've been there. Let me tell you what I learned and here's how I can help you too. So when when you speak about these things, what are some of the obstacles? I mean, I'm, ass- I'm assuming that changing this portion of you to become, you know, so independent and outgoing and charismatic, like you're saying, though I still don't believe you that you haven't always been like this, but (laughs) I don't either. Um, (laughs) I digress. But so what are other obstacles that you've found and challenges just face to open up such a niche market and to be doing so well in, in your career right now? The main obstacle, I mean, the obstacle my whole life has just been my emotional world. <laughs> emotions have been the bis- biggest obstacle. I think emotion, negative emotion is the biggest obstacle for everyone. Fear, uncertainty, self-doubt, yeah. lack of self-confidence. Those are all emotions. Those are the only things keeping us from doing what we want. Preach! <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So that was the biggest obstacle, but another part of my human design is once I make a decision to do something, I immediately take action on it. That meant as soon as I got certified as a coach, I was putting in my notice at work, even though I had like a ton of money. That's brave. (laughs) I'll give you that. That is brave. It's a fine line. But it's because I had started to build such a level of trust with me and my life and the flow of life and the universe in general. Like the past 
many years, I've been learning, okay, no matter how bad things get, things tend to work out. So when I had that urge, like that uncontrolled, I have to quit my job, I have to do this full time, I was like, maybe the smart thing would be to like stay here six more months and build up that savings a little bit. But you know what? I'm just going to go for it. (laughs) So I did. And the biggest obstacle there was looking at reality, the reality of my bank account and leaning back into trust that what I'm looking at doesn't necessarily mean that's what's real that's a good aha moment yeah like (laughs) i mean i think so many people can resonate with feeling like they just want to leave their job i mean who hasn't said that at one point in their career and then to like really just base where you are based on like what you see in your bank account or your job title that's a pretty good I don't know. Like, I feel like people are having revelations now as they are listening. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, I didn't, I don't have kids and I didn't, I wasn't supporting anyone by, but myself. So that's why, like, that was like, Carolyn, if you're going to do this ever in your life, now is the time to do it. <laughs> now is the time to be broke and worried about, you know, yeah. spaghetti for a whole yeah. week. <laughs> It'll be fine. Because of my level of trust, like I know that I will be bringing in clients. I know that this is the process. This is part of the process. And also this is going to be a really good story. Absolutely. And it's, it it really sounds like that foundation (laughs) that you had with trust was so important to you just to, Mm -hmm. just to guide you on that. And that has to be so hard as, as a woman, even. You know what the first, (laughs) yes. The first time I practiced this level of trust was leaving my marriage mm, after 10 wow. years. Because I was married from 20 to 30. That was my identity. Mm-hmm. I was this dude's wife. Yes. Like that's how people knew. Yeah. <laughs> because he was the confident, charismatic one, and I was the small, silent one. So people that's that was my identity. Like he was part of the family. This is who I was. I'm his wife. And so deciding to leave that was deciding to blow up my life and destroy my identity as I knew it. And so that's the first time I practiced this, like, this is gonna be real, 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 real hard. (laughs) But I think it's gonna be okay. And it's like that that lower level feeling that you have that you're like, this is right. Even if it sounds crazy to everyone else in my life, this is it. Like this is the right thing. Yeah. So that was the first time I really practiced that. That's such a powerful story. That is. I want to go practice. No, I'm ready. I'm like ready to jump (laughs) up and do stuff and then I look at it and I'm like, it's nine o'clock at night. I need to go to sleep. Like a year and a quarter, and I'm going through another identity 
quote unquote crisis in my business because like the first part of your business you're just like I'm basically copying what right. I've learned in certification so like my method yeah. is someone else's that I'm teaching and learning and mastering and now I'm like getting a better sense of who I am what's my voice what's my method what's my style what's my message and so now working with my coach that I have now by the way everyone needs a life coach <laughs> even life coaches oh you sound like and our best friend and everybody needs a therapist everybody yeah. absolutely as a therapist yes. absolutely every therapist needs a therapist <laughs> yes gotta help yourself before you can help others so I'm going through this whole like rebranding but on like a soul level I'm like rebranding my soul <laughs> right now and so that's another identity shift which takes a lot of trust and like I'm completely rewriting my program right now in my own words and like integrating other modalities and it's not just a cookie cutter version of my coach anymore so it's constant this like identity shift having to trust in the process it is constant I don't think there's ever a time where I've just been like yeah this is good let's just ride this for a while <laughs> and I think that's what and I think that's what maybe that needs to hear is that it is okay to continue changing because you don't have to be content with yeah. what you have at this point and as long as you accept where you're at and then you know go forward it's it's yeah. a beautiful thing mm-hmm and I have clients who are going through this too because you know we coach on their relationship but we coach on everything so a lot of them are also having that okay I want to do something else with my life and like now they're in the like I hate where I am mm. and my coaching to them is right you're not gonna get very far <laughs> you're just gonna hate the next place you go so learn to lovingly accept everything about where you are right now. Like for me at the front desk, I loved the stability. I loved the people I saw every day. I loved my friends that I was meeting. And then in the next portion, I loved the skills that I was learning about time management. For example, ah. <laughs> this is stuff I did not know before, but in my corporate life, I had to learn the skills of time management, project management, having a goal, you know, KPIs, all that stuff, <laughs> which serves me very well now in my own business. And especially as I scale my business, like right now, it's just me. So I get to be really free and to go with the flow of whatever I want to do. But as I scale and start hiring contract coaches, like I'm gonna have to be a lot more structured. So I'm gonna be bringing the things I learned in my corporate life into that. So what I tell my clients is there are really important things that you are learning right now. It is serving you very well where you are. So love and appreciate that. And it's okay to be eager for more. Like you can tell the universe, all right, I'm ready for more. What's my next step? But like not hating where the, you are. That objective <laughs> the from looking at, at the world and kind of just accepting and having that compassion for where you're at right now and knowing that it's not always going to yeah. be this way. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
I remember having a conversation with someone. I was working at the front desk and one of the engineers came up and I was showing him some of my photography work and he said, what are you doing here? <laughs> like, you should be doing all this other stuff. And I had like a whole crisis about it that night. I was like, what am I doing <laughs> But then it was like, why shouldn't I be here? This here is perfect. Here at the front desk, this company, doing nothing but like organizing stuff, paper and calendars and answering phones. Yeah. That's perfect for me right now. I love that so hard because I feel like so many people have at some point in their career, they just really aren't into it or, you know, maybe semi embarrassed or like just not, not into it. And just to be like, it's serving me where I am right now and I'm going to find the best in it. I think that's a really refreshing perspective. And it sounds like that's kind of like your approach you take in your niche life coaching business, but it's also really evident that you've applied that and um yeah it's really inspiring to hear i feel like people are reframing how they're thinking about their career path right now mm-hmm. and you can use this for relationships <laughs> by the way too so our you know Oh, Ange, are you going to ask something? On mute. She's on mute. Welcome to the Zoom world. This she's is the on Zoom mute. World. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not Anchor with I'm sorry. I thought Anchor was picking me up. Um, if you go back to the beginning of your, your, like, your early adulthood, would there be anything that you would change? in your decisions or your circumstances that you had the power to uh, go another route? No. And here's why. (laughs) Because I am the person that finds the meaning in every experience. So I wouldn't do any of it differently because this is where I am now and that was all part of it. And I think that's that's been a very conscious decision for me. Like, sure, there's things I could have done differently, maybe, quote unquote, should have, but why? Because I'm pretty happy with the way things are right now. So, so it seems like you practice a lot of <laughs> so. gratitude and just really kind of letting go of things. Like, you know, there's so many people that have those coulda, mm-hmm. shoulda, wouldas, right? Like, we should look back on all these things and you're just living proof of taking that gratitude for what you have currently and just making it into something even more beautiful than it already is. Mm-hmm. And almost out of necessity, like it's so useless to think you should have done something differently because you didn't. So I didn't. That's, that's, these are the choices I made. So it's like intentional purpose. I'm just deciding this is what that purpose was. That's cool. So, you know, one thing we're trying to kind of learn here about those we're interviewing is really like how your career fits into your view of your overall wellness for yourself. So can you speak to that a little bit? (laughs) Yeah, my career is all about wellness. (laughs) It's all self personal 
personal development and I love that because I, this is what I loved before I did this. So the important thing is to now always be practicing what I'm preaching. So if I'm telling people they should always have a life coach, I always have a life coach. <laughs> whether that's in a group program or I have a one-on-one -on -one coach, but um, my investment in myself has always paid off, always. So that has been like, it is, it's almost the same thing to me. My career is my wellness. My wellness is my career. They feed each other. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's really interesting. And so I guess, um, if you had to give a percentage, what percentage of your happiness would you say is derived from the work that you do? <laughs> that's a tough one. <laughs> I feel like that's almost a flawed premise. It, it probably happiness is. <laughs> isn't really the goal for me. Yeah. I guess um, fulfillment, if we switched happiness for fulfillment. Okay. Um, because for me, like the purpose of my life is growth and exploration. It's not really happiness. Um, so, hmm, I, oh goodness, I'd say <laughs> a big percentage. <laughs> Now I'm trying to think what else do I have in my life? <laughs> Talk to me when I like, you know, have kids or something. But right now, it's like 95%. <laughs> Amazing. But that's, but that's not just because of like what I do or the success of my business, if you will. I, I'm not using like my revenue as a as a bar of measurement here. It's like, am I excited about what I'm doing every day? Is what I'm doing every day contributing to my own personal growth? Is my own personal growth contributing to the work that I do every day? Like that is sort of how I measure all that. And so, yeah, it's all, it's a big bundle of it's, amazing. It's so interesting and neat to hear about <laughs> your various forms of wellness that you intertwine in not only your career, it, they're not spaced out. They're not compartmentalized. I love that they flow. That's, that's so yeah. neat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how life is in my mind. Everything has like intertwined together. It's the whole universe is conspiring, right? Like all the time for constant change and growth yeah it's fascinating life <laughs> is so fascinating i love that perspective i love it well we do have one final question for you <laughs> and <laughs> We were hoping to learn in terms of what what are you still looking to achieve in terms of your career goals and your the purpose that you feel you're fulfilling as this uh, life coach. Mm. Well, 
I have a lot of <laughs> I have a lot of goals. <laughs> Big vision for sure. Um, and that's the thing about goals. It's like the first question your brain comes up with is how. How is it going to happen? And what I've been learning over the past few years, it's that's none of my business. Ooh. The how. I don't need to know that right now. I'm going to figure it out as I get there. Like on the way there, as I move through things, this person's going to come into my life and this course is magically going to pop up on my Instagram. And like this person's going to hire me and I'm going to have this much revenue, which is going to let me hire this coach. Like it's all, I don't have to plan any of it really, which is fascinating. So, um, right now I work one-on-one with people and I think that's really important as a coach speaking in to my others in my career um, to like really master your craft and then at some point I will have group programs and then at some point um, <laughs> I don't want to give away my whole plan but <laughs> it's going to encompass the whole, um, the whole cycle of addiction and be serving everyone, not just, not just the partner. So mm-hmm. a lot of scaling, you know, hiring contractors and all that kind of stuff. But it's hard in the beginning because you want to help everybody. <laughs> I want to help people who can't afford a life coach. I want to help people who can afford to pay $10,000 for a life coach. Like everybody and this specific niche, it affects everybody. There's like addiction doesn't discriminate based on how much you make. So everybody (laughs) needs this work, but I have something I have to build. And in order to build that thing that can eventually help a lot, a lot, a lot more people, I have to be very specific about like what I'm charging, who I'm helping right now so that I can get the resources I need to create the thing, the ultimate thing that I want to help everybody. So that's my goal. <laughs> that's wonderful. And no doubt you're going to get there. I mean, just it, it's just really amazing to hear how you know you're you're just putting guardrails on yourself to be able to do the things that you want to do that support you through that so that's important to hear too that you're you know making sure you're that's setting exactly your what boundaries you're so right and my coach when i was telling him how um like when it came time to raise my prices I was like but I'm gonna be be leaving these people behind and he said that's a little codependent don't you think (laughs) (laughs) you're right I don't have to help everybody I don't have to help everybody right now and that's okay it's okay it's not doesn't make me that's such a hard lesson (laughs) Yeah, because of what that's such a, a difficult lesson for people to come by and sticking to it <laughs> is the big thing. You know, you want 
you say that you want to do that to be able to practice what you preach in that um even throughout your careers um is incredible so I just want to thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts for doing this with us and um especially on our first podcast um (laughs) I can speak I I think I can speak for the other two but I know I was super nervous so um it was really wonderful to just have such um a gracious guest for us as our first person to just really dive into what wellness means to you and kind of how you stepped out of who you were and really kind of transformed into who you are now and all the wonderful things you're doing for people around the country 